and five. <laughs> shit balls. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> How was your week? Shit balls. That is all I can say. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Bump, bump. Yeah, I can't even blame it on the full moon. We, you know, last time we tried to. <laughs> uh, even though it wasn't. And I was off on my it was, lunar it, well, it was, phases. It, yeah, it, it was the week before. Yeah. The week before the last one, so. Right. But things are calming down. Finally. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. the pulse finally slowed down significantly and was actually like, oh, look, a little glimpse of normal. Nice. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then, and today's like, okay. The pace of the, the hustle and bustle and the pace of the world and normal like activities and mm-hmm. loads, but not the insane freaking crazy crap that yeah. last week, I mean, oh. delivered on your oh. doorstep. <laughs> and it was everywhere. It yeah. was everywhere. It wasn't like, it wasn't just mine. It wasn't Mm-mm. just like, it was everybody was going through something and... Sadly, I think a lot of people are going through the aftermath of healing from the, I don't know. The Whatever it in- was. And the intense trauma to which everyone was experiencing. And all you can really do is just kind of identify, you know, we're not in it alone. And it's not just all us and trying not to get absorbed by it. Yeah. I, th- I think one of the hardest things, and, you know, this is true for men and women, is that we go through a phase where we get stressed enough that that we think that isolating is going to help it. Mm-hmm. And while separating yourself from some of the drama sometimes is helpful, isolating when you're trying to process is not helpful. Correct. Right? It actually it's creates like, more problem and division. Yeah, it creates more division and more stress and less insight as far as what's actually going on. I had three so. conversations with... I had three three separate conversations with separate individuals of no connectivity whatsoever this week. And every, every single one of them was trying to self-isolate mm-hmm. and trying to avoid, you know, because that's what worked before. And mm-hmm. I had to kindly remind them that the system doesn't, is different now. The yes. system is functioning different. It doesn't, that doesn't apply. Right. Those rules don't apply. The rules are changing. And it's like, okay, what might have worked 10, 15, 20 years ago might have been fine. And it might have worked very good, but it no longer is it the no way. It's working. Yeah. You know, I, I've been doing um, research for my most recent book that I'm, that I'm working on. And some of the stuff that I, I've been looking into, it's like just continuing to write, remind myself and my patients and my readers that throughout the course of humanity right from the time that humans became human like 99.4 percent of the time we were hunter gatherers Mm. and it's only been the last like 200 250 years that we're in this industrialized post-industrialized world that we live at such a crazy fast pace and as we've said numerous times we're so bombarded with information Mm -hmm. that's not even relevant and on top of that we're told you're supposed to sit inside, not outside. You're supposed to sit inside for eight hours and focus on what's in front of you. Right. It is just not human. You know, it's it's interesting because I was um, I saw this clip or whatever of I think it was on TikTok or 
um, one, of, one of the social yeah. media. It doesn't really freaking matter. I mean, like they're all the same. Bombardment. Right, right. But it was, you know, it was a person that, you know, it was a younger, younger generation. I don't want to say child. I want to say probably, I would say 18 to 20, somewhere between mm-hmm. that age range. But she identified as a hawk. And so she was talking about her identifying as a hawk and, you know, what type of hawk she was and all these different things. And it was just like, okay, well, you know what? That might be your spirit animal. That might be your connected connectivity to certain things. Okay, I'm not going to interject with that, you know, like, but you're in your life experience right now is a human and like you can connect and have that connection. But at the same time, you know, I wasn't going to jump into that dynamic of identity Right. It the the thing that I found profound and the immediate thought that I had was why don't you go to your hawk family, mm-hmm. spend a week in your hawkness. Okay? Mm-hmm. Which that means is go out into the wilderness, spend a week away from electronics, spend a week away from humans, spend a week with other hawks, living in trees, flying like doing all of those things. Immediately, when we t- when we remove ourselves from some of the society norms that are today, like electronics and phones and social gatherings and things, and we go straight to nature, you are very much one reminded who you are. Right. And you're just like you have to focus on self survival. You have to focus on you know. You know, caring for yourself, not getting bit by things and dying. Like, you know, like you have to, you know, it really puts in front of you what life is right there as a whole. And it also, you know, you know, some people say that they love, you know, being by water and the ocean or looking up at the stars or like going to the mountains and looking over, over society. Well, you you know, like being in those environments when they look out into the abyss what are they finding is like the world is 10,000 times larger than we think it is and when we, when we get stuck in our head we like you know we feel like it it's all the end all and we need to sometimes get back to nature get back to that real life perspective that you know we're part of the collective we're part of the environment but at the same time we really need to get ourselves grounded, get ourselves that the actual perspective of, Hey, some of that petty bullshit that we're getting upset about. It just doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I remember as a kid, um, you know, being up in Colorado and being out on those mountaintops with my dad Mm -hmm. and he and I just like, you know, climbing out to the edge of a rock that was, you know, dropped off into the abyss below and hanging our feet over and just like looking out at this, like, amazing scenery and then having the conversation and being incredibly aware about how distinctly tiny and impermanent that we are mm-hmm. and that you know so much so much of our existence is kind of like here and gone and okay whatever yeah rocks are still there yeah. right, but, like- but at the same time it's like we have the ability to impact significantly the lives around us right you know, and, you know, it, it was just fascinating to me to kind of have that stark contrast of, um, like I said, impermanence and being so minute and yet at the same time having such gravity in our actions. 
Completely. And maybe gravity's not the right word. I don't know. But it, it was just that, like I said, it's just the, the big contrast of like, we, you know, we take ourselves so seriously, make ourselves so big sometimes, and then, it, and then have those moments where it's like... Oh, just kidding. Yeah. It's, it, and it's not even like you're nothing in a bad way. It's, it's like... Not like corporate America where everyone's a number and replaceable. It's not that. It's not it's that. Sick. It's, it's like just, just realizing that there's so much more vastness and amazingness to the world around us that we lose when we're so focused in our everyday, you know, hamster wheel. And, you know, and it's interesting because it's like, okay, well, what ends up happening where a lot of times, you know, people reflect on, you know, what gives them peace, what gives them a sense of home, what brings them back to who they are and realizing the important things in life, right? That's when they bring up, you know, a place they went on vacation that really spoke to them and kept them grounded. You know, I was talking to with, with a woman the other day who you know, she had been to Hawaii like 15 times, but it was like she didn't understand until she had gone to her that place. Mm-hmm. And that place that where she had gone really spoke to her and reconnected her and really created the balance of, oh my gosh, these are the important things. I've been peddling around. And it's like, you know, you we get distracted by our daily um, to-dos, our daily, like the ins and outs of our daily wearing and tearing or you know just, the money and the the family and the all these different things and you know we we have to get keep ourselves focused on the overall the overall balance the overall point purpose all of that and i think sometimes i get so frustrated with you know the society norms not having people realize that the society norms actually is brainwashing us and keeping us in a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very limited on what our life experience could be. Right. Yeah. Because when you, like, and you're sitting there talking about being on a mountain, sitting, you know, hanging your feet over, and all I think was, what the fuck, man? I would be terrified. <laughs> I would fall off. I would die. Like, my first thought is, oh, hell freaking no, I'm not. I would be the one hanging by the tree, holding on the tree, and being like, it's gorgeous, but tree, please hold me. Yeah. Like, like, because I can't, you know, I, I would just be, like, terrified, terrified to even walk over by the edge. Like, I, yeah. you know, I've done the pictures where you have it in the background but like oh hell no there was at least 20 feet yeah you know like from the edge to me because yeah. I can't do that but at the same time it's like but then you're I'm living in a state of fear yeah. I'm living in a state of like not trusting that the rock is gonna hold me like I'm like ah like whatever and that's what I'm talking about with like society norms has created us to be fearful of death and dying that we don't live anymore. And we get, you know, like we're not living and we're, we're sitting there getting cooped up and thinking about the what ifs and all that stuff. And then it prevents us from actually going out in the world and taking action and getting more control over our lives and our life experience. And it's not saying like control over others. It means control over our life experience, being able to wander, being able to be free, being able to explore and like actually diving in and making our life experience something to experience. Right. Yeah. And even, I mean, it's like you're talking about control over your life experience, just control over your physical body. Right. I mean, it's like we have so much fear over, I can't jump that. 
well, if you didn't know that <laughs> there was a drop in between here and there, you could. You, know, you just jump. You, know? <laughs> you just jump. Yeah. Right. You can walk a log. I mean, right. you can walk the line in the parking lot. Why can't you walk a log? You right. know, <laughs> those kind of things. But it's, I mean, it, it, it is when you, when you put a different perspective to things, people do, they, they freak out and it challenges their, um, their sense of self ability or, or self I, I mean, it's a different kind of self-esteem, but it's still a, right. it has to do with self-esteem. Well, and the other thing too is like, you know, I've said before, you know, like if you, like way back in times, people used to commute, They, you know, like when they had to go somewhere, they would be gone for days trying to get from one place to the next, you know, like, and you know, now we've got kids that are like, oh my God, I don't have my water bottle. And then they're like, have a panic attack because they don't have their water bottle. And it's like, <laughs> you're going to survive. Like we have plenty of people that can walk you know, 12 miles across the, like, the plains and the hills and the trees or whatever, you know, and it's like, okay, they may have exhausted themselves, but, like, you know, there's going to be support. There's going to be, things will work themselves out. And I I wish there was more trust in the world that things were going to work itself out instead of having that immediate reaction of, like, chaos, 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 like, you know, like, it's going downhill. It's going downhill. Like we're crashing. We're crashing. Like we need. Yeah, how many more... times can you say the sky is falling? Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need more. We need more something. Yeah. And the thing is, is like we may not have all the answers right now. And I think I feel like some of that stuff's forming for us. I think it's forming for a lot of people, even though we're not seeing it and we don't really know what those answers are just yet. But I do feel like they're percolating. Like the answers are like everything's getting collected, it's getting connected. Those things are gonna come. So I know that there's like a lot of fear of uncertainty and there's a lot of fear of um, the unknowing, you know, like, because so, that normally gives people security. Right. But like surrendering and knowing, you know, it's all gonna work out the way it needs to, it's all gonna be okay. We just have to trust and give time. Yeah. You know, and we can't become so reactive and allow that, like, our reactiveness consume, consumes us and then it changes fate, right? Because you get that pre-assumption or... When the reactiveness isn't even based on the current circumstances, it's based on something you decided or something you experienced years ago. Right. Or, otherwise, it wouldn't be a reaction. It would be, right. you know... It's like a learned response. It would just a be, learned it's response. a learned response. Right. Right. Um, to, yeah, like I said, to, to things that aren't even present in the moment. Right. It's like, even if we didn't have the ability to control the future and control, you know, whatever, right. Mm-hmm. If we were just to be present right here, right now in this very moment, it's like your experience of life would be so much different. Completely different. Right. Right. I, I mean, it's like you, while you still would need to be mindful of, you know, this money and the concepts that we've created. Right. You know, the reality is it's just a piece of paper. Right. Right? Right. But we put them in, you know, we put the the idea of them into large depositories so that someday maybe we might be able to use them. And then (laughs) we hope to pass them down to our children. And they don't even exist. Yeah. You know, it's it's so sad. I've got, you know, this one, one client who I absolutely adore, like good heart, always very generous, always very sweet 
um, suite, and it's like, you know, her and her husband been counting down for retirement, you know. It was like, okay, we, we want to get the house. We want to start doing the traveling. We want to do those things. And then he ends up having basically, like, fighting for his life over the last year, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it, like, set them up for, like, a whole bunch of roller coasters where, you know, like, now his day-to-day is not productive and functional and he's got all these health issues and mm-hmm. you know and he has to be more mindful and he's doing the steps to get himself where he needs to be but mm-hmm. it was like you know they they kept talking about oh at some point we want to do this at this age we want to do that but then it was like you know some of the self-care practices weren't in place mm-hmm. and then it caught up and then it you know all of a sudden they get hit with a shit storm of all this in and out of hospitals and in and out of doing all these yeah. these issues. And then here they're looking and they're like, wait a second, we were supposed to be traveling and going to Europe and seeing these places. And now instead we're, we can't like, mm-hmm. we're, we're not in a place to do that. And it's like, I don't, I know that like Rudy and I will talk about things that we want to do um, just to like, in what we envision for our future, things we would, you know, my brain is on the, like, I'm secured within the happiness of our life and where we are, that I'm starting to think about what do I want for grandchildren? What, where do I want us to be together for us, but also what world we want to create, what experiences we want to create for the next generation. And that's where my brain goes. Like my brain's already like in old lady mode. Like, you know, and I'm just like, and I'm at 38. Like I'm, I'm like, but in, but at least I'm thinking about it now because at yeah. least I'm like focusing on that where, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm, you know, the other day Rudy's like, Oh, if I have to go out of town, I need to, I need to, do the laundry. I need to jump on this. Like, and he started, he started jumping. I go, Whoa, 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 hold on. Slow down. Let's stay in the moment. The only obstacle you have right now is to fold that basket. That's been sitting there for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like, worry about all the piles that are coming. Just, just fold r- the one, just fold the one. It's clean. Right. And I was like, and by the way, all the, I said, if you have to go out of town, I think I can manage doing the laundry. I've kind of been doing it for 19 years. I think I'm going to like, which I love the fact that he's jumping in to kind of like now that he's more home he's like oh where can I go where can I fix so and I'm trying to be good about okay if he's putting me and he's making his own list of things he wants to do I want to let him do that like and it doesn't matter if he does it differently than I do you know like and he does the military folded like I mean it I mean (laughs) it's squared away and pretty it is know if it's pretty it's definitely organized and tip-top shaped like yeah and and then it makes me almost be like oh do i need to rearrange how i store things because now they're folded all differently but you know and i'm like you know what forget it it's it It has nothing yeah it doesn't matter and it's like you know and like i used to like if you keep wearing the things from the bottom then eventually they'll all look the same Well, and the best part is, like, when I have the kids put their clothes, you know, because I really try to say, okay, kids, put your clothes away to have them mindfully do it. So I'm I'm not doing it for them. And, you know, but then they go through and they, like, are putting their clothes away. And it's like, you know, with Kai, it's like you look in his drawer and you're like, dude, did you... Did a bomb go off in your drawers because these were all put away perfectly nice two days ago? And you go over there and he's got like six drawers out and pant legs hanging out. And you're like, what the fuck? How do you even pick out anything when everything's all over the place? And I, you know, and I sit there and I'm like, you know what? 
In previous years, I totally would have jumped on them and been like, put it away, da-da-da, whatever. And now I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just, I like throw the leg back in, close the drawer, I leave it. And like, you know what? That's how, that's how he is. He's going to, he apparently has to go through all his clothes to see which one is the right fit for the day. Okay, I guess that's his process. I'm going to leave that alone. We've got the new obstacle to where, for some reason, when my husband puts our son down to bed, he no longer wears pajamas. <laughs> so, you know, like he, so, you know, Kai looks at me and he's like, can I still, can I wear this to bed? The clothes he was wearing for the day. The, you know, the clothes that he was playing in the dirt and the mud and stuff outside. You know, like hanging out with his friends, all the stuff. I always have him just change out, put his PJs on, be snuggly and warm, like whatever. And for some reason, he's like, can I wear these? Can I just like, can I wear my regular clothes? I'm like, no. Like, go put some pajamas on. Where Rudy will always be like, sure, no problem. And then, I like, then yesterday, he looks at me and goes, yeah. If he wears the same clothes to bed, I think it's great because there's less laundry to do. <laughs> and well, I'm like, oh, there's so that's how I've been messing up over the last like tw- 20 19 years. years. Like I should have made all of you guys just wear your clothes to bed. Yep. And get extra wear and tear and like pajamas is a waste of money. Like <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that one. But yeah, I just, well, but it know. doesn't matter. That's the thing. It There's been doesn't times in my life where matter. I did that. And, and honestly, it doesn't matter. It's right. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you were out in the middle of nature doing your, you know, week in the woods or whatever. You'd be walking around naked or changing pajamas. You're always like, you'd who's be gonna the put same pajamas clothes? on? I don't know. I'm definitely not going to put my cute little nightgown on. <laughs> <laughs> my little onesie. Your little onesie. And then put... you have to go pee in the woods. I mean... Yeah. That yeah. would that would not Full, be fully naked to pee like that. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. I don't Why know is it that onesies <laughs> are like they look so freaking cute? They're so freaking fun, but they're the most awkward thing that you have to actually strategically think how you're going to urinate. <laughs> That's why they used to have buttons in the back and you could just fold down the flaps. Yes. I want those back. I need those back. I have actually had conversation. Okay, so I got Rudy these like by encouragement of a friend of mine that for Valentine's Day, I guess that something popped up and it's like these, you know, sexy undies. And it's and I don't want to say sexy undies. They're, basically, they're underwear that has hearts on them. And then, like, and then you can put a picture of yourself, like, around the yeah. nether regions, you know? And then it basically says something inappropriate, like, I licked it, and it's mine. <laughs> like, it's a popsicle or something. And so, of course, I, I saw this, and I just wanted, I thought it was funny, but I didn't want to put my picture on it. Like, I had no interest putting my picture. I was like, the heart's the lollipop. That's hilarious. It's by the Dingleberries. Good one. Ha-ha. That's funny. So... I, I'm like, so I'm like, hey, yeah, okay, let's do that. But you have to, apparently that app or the purchase, you have to put your picture on it, whatever. So then, of course, my friend is like, we have to get this. It's so funny. It's just, you know, it's entertaining. It's just Valentine's Day. Nobody's going to see it. It's fine. Like, whatever. And so, and I'm just like, you know what? I I don't do yes enough, right? <laughs> I don't do yes enough. There's nothing harmless. It's hilarious. I love it, whatever. If so then she didn't put a picture of the dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gosh, that would have been really funny. I should have done that. <laughs> Maybe next time. Next, next Valentine's next time. Day. Okay. 
Nice. Next oh, time it'll that, be a great I, day. No, I could do that with socks. <laughs> like, yeah, because, you know, like, whatever. Anyway, so so it, it, we end up ordering these undies, like, whatever. Rudy gets a kick out of them, and he's just like, oh, my gosh. And then, of course, then he knows what friend influence. He's like, oh, my God. So now she knows I'm walking around with these underwear on. And I'm like, yeah, she's. Yeah, she's, she's totally, totally exciting about it. And so I like so it was like absolutely the funniest funniest thing. And so he wears these underwear or whatever, and the thing he goes is like doesn't have a freaking pee pee slit. Like, like <laughs> there's no slit. There's no slit. There's no slit for him like for him to pee. So then he's like, Ugh! like, and I'm just like, that's so funny because like people don't think about the essentials. It's just the essentials. We are humans. We have to poop and pee at some point. Can you just make some clothing that's functional? I want some onesies that, you know, have a back trap. (laughs) (laughs) A onesie with a backdrop. Yeah. Or back trap. I'm not sure. <laughs> does it matter? I don't know. I got, I mean, I don't know. I have, I have one onesie that does have a back trap and then like the onesie I'm wearing today does not. And that, and then <laughs> I, and then I mindfully have to. That would be a to... jumpsuit for those of you that are wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is it. very cute. It is. Well, and I have, you know, and I have my minion overall one. I have weird clothes, man. I just like, I. I've decided to just do a complete makeover on my clothes because I'm just tired of formalities and I'm like, I want to be comfortable the rest of my old age. Yeah. I pretty much decided like, I don't know, 20 something years ago that if I was <laughs> going to work in a professional environment, I I wanted to look professional, but at the same time feel like I was wearing pajamas. And mm-hmm. I would say that most of my clothes feel like that. I mean. And I think that if we, I think, I think that a lot of people should have chosen their careers based off of like, I mean, it shouldn't have been like, oh, what do you want to do or whatever. It was like, what did you want to wear? Like, what (laughs) What do you want to wear? What do you want to wear? Do you want to wear scrubs? Do you want to wear pajamas? Do you want to wear a suit and tie? Like what makes you, what's your power outfit? outfit? Yeah. I mean, and back in the days when, when we wore khakis and things like that, you know, I guess that. I, I don't know, probably 17, 18, I was kind of like, yeah, I can see me at 30 wearing, you know, khakis and a, but, you know, mm-hmm. just a polo shirt sort of thing, but yeah. not fancy. Not fancy. But it's most simple. of the time I was like, blue jeans and a t-shirt were good. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm totally like, fine. floppy pants and a floppy shirt. Oh my gosh. You remember back in the days when you had like, um, like, you know, family portraits. Oh, family portraits yes. were like a serious Olin Mills. thing. Yes. I don't know if Olin Mills was everywhere, but it was definitely like the place I don't to know go what here. Olin Mills is. It's is a that... photography place, oh, and it was a chain. Okay. And but there was all the family portraits, and they all had a very similar. Anyway. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. The family see, portraits. Right. Well, and my my grandmother, she would always, um, she would always have Terry, the photographer from Michigan, that would always come out and do our family portrait. Which, by the way, he does amazing scenic work. Not a fan of his. Portraits. portraits his portraits kind of stuff balls but like you know it's fine it's fine like i mean they we have good portraits they all look good like whatever he but he's he's very skilled on his scenic work 
like he just and he's not even a people you can tell you meet the guy he, he is not a people person he never has been he's just weird and yeah, like but you can't shoot family like you shoot landscape and so he probably just wasn't the best choice of photographer well and you know what like and i don't know if it was because you know i don't know i don't think it was his rates because he's very expensive like i mean whatever I, friend. yeah i think it was just that like when she found somebody she really liked them whatever but i do remember for years it would be like okay everybody's here everybody needs to wear you know a white t-shirt and jeans or it was like you know like there was a there was a theme mm-hmm. there, was a theme. there was a theme and then eventually it got to you know certain children didn't have the color shirt that she needed like so there was one picture when i was probably like eight or nine and i had a pastel pink shirt because i did not have a white shirt and everyone else had white shirts. And so, like, and like, okay, well, we can't have that happen again. Well, then, <laughs> then it, then the next year, next time, like, couple years, like, four years pass or whatever, then she, you know, it's okay, white collared shirts and khaki pants. And so, you know, then, of course, some of the boys don't have khakis, they only have jeans. So then, you know, like, so then four years later, she has to modify it or whatever. And she goes, okay, it's either white, black, or something else like i mean like there's you know like it was just like it white like a red yeah blue, well it was whatever. like it was like cat it was like khakis or jean it was like khakis or jeans or white or black and so then you ended up having family members you know like i think we tried to keep with a theme like i tried to help by just saying okay we're wearing white and then we have khakis like they like and if you don't you're wearing a white dress or like you know in that way i was trying to like keep it like each family had like whatever Mm -hmm. which of course my aunt she can't control her boys so like they're all rogue and like wearing all kinds (laughs) of different things and then and it it was fine like it doesn't even it doesn't even matter everybody's kind of all blended together everyone's happy whatever but it was like the days of family portraits just cracked me up because it's like nobody's happy about them everybody's hot and bothered you (laughs) there's all this franticness of gathering your shit together to make sure that you're everyone's dressed properly or got their hair brushed or whatever and then something always goes wrong and it's just like you know what i think i want a family portrait of just natural disaster like you know like why don't we get a family portrait of like what our life actually looks like when mom's like motherfucker and dad's like ah! and then like kai kai's jumping off the couch laughing hysterically and then i roll and you know, I roll in sissy, and then you know, like it would just be really fun if we had more of a theatrical, accurate display of a family portrait. Yeah, you know, I I actually do love some of the the portraits that I've seen of friends and family at this point because you know there's a picture of my niece and nephew and they're outside. You can see the cows in the background, and my nephew is like jumping and got this like. Ah! look at his face yeah. and, and my niece is standing there with one hand on her hip pretty much rolling her eyes you know yeah. <laughs> and I'm like it's like the perfect representation of who they are at that point in life right I mean and and then um you stop know. with the pretentious bullshit I know right and just give oh us gosh. reality yeah. right like get, get a time, the time span the time stamp is supposed to be 
in this place and time at this current phase. Let's get that on the freaking canvas. Yeah. And that, like, not the, oh, look at my pretty, adorable family that makes everybody else feel bad about themselves. Like, you know, like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's focus on, like, the personality of where each of us are in our phase of life and just get it on. Yeah. I think that would be so fun. And Even? I, like I said, I do see I do see some more photos like that, and I do see like when you find a photographer that like really has the capability to capture the mm-hmm. essence of family and the essence of personality in their pictures. It's like the, that's probably my favorite, um, right? And I, you know, my one of my cousins um, when he and his wife had their uh, engagement photos done years and years ago up in Colorado. I mean, some of the pictures that they did, just with the mountainous backdrop and like some of their personality and, you know, catching the light in their hands. And I mean, just like Cute. very, Cute. I mean, it was very, very them and just, I, I don't know. It's like, I love all of those pictures of them. They're amazing. Do you know anybody that like, I've heard of people that do like aura pictures or like, mm-hmm. you know, like getting like, you know, like your energy essence. Yeah. I would, I think that would be really cool to have something like that done. You know, but, I used to. Oh. I mean, I remember vaguely it happening back in the day, but I don't think I've seen anything like that I, recently. I, so I used to, like years ago, I used to go to a lot of metaphysical fairs, and mm-hmm. I actually had booths at some of them and, you know, did some energy healing work and that sort of stuff. And they used to have them at those, um, and they may still do some of that stuff. I just haven't been to those types of events in years. Okay. Um, but there's a few medical metaphysical shops around that might have. That's yeah. sort of thing still. I need to, I need, like, I, I'm very excited because, you know, I I met a marketing friend for lunch yesterday and she's, she's, a, she's, I don't want to say she's energetically inclined, but she's energetically aware of my abilities and we've had conversations. She doesn't understand it. She doesn't question it at all. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm fascinated. I love hearing about it. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But it's fun. Like, and I will, like, we keep doing our quarterly luncheons. And so, and she's just, she's such a sweet soul. Like, she's just, yeah. she's good people. She doesn't, she doesn't create bad ripple effects. She's just good hearted in nature. And she really does dive into community and, you know, being on boards. And she's very smart, very wisdomically smart. Like, wisdomically, I, I like that word. I don't think it's a word, but I just made it. Hmm. <laughs> um, like she's got wisdom. She's full of wisdom. <laughs> she's full of wisdom, but then she's la like so. It's like she's not like Harper down serious, right? Yeah. And so, like, so she, so of course we sit down to lunch and we're catching up on like craziness and whatever. And she picked up on the last two weeks being like freaking boinked, and um, and then. You know, we're having that dynamic back and forth. And she was so funny because she's like, she's like, oh, are you going to the mystical market or whatever that's going on this weekend? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, my God. I, how do you not know about this? This is completely up your alley. And I was just like, say what? And she just was like, she's like, yeah. And then she pulls out her phone. She shows me the event. And she's like, and I'm like, oh, that's totally me. And then she's like, yeah. I don't know how you don't know about this. And then I was just like, well, clearly you were supposed to tell me about it right now. 
<laughs> like, and that's how that works. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like it got messaged to me. So there you go. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes we don't have to keep digging. We don't have to keep searching. Sometimes we just, you know, that stuff lays into like lays into, on, into our laps and then mm-hmm. we take it, pick it up when it's there. I think sometimes like, you know, my sister at times in previous years, she used to say, well, how do you, you know, she would get herself hot and bothered if she missed out on something. She'd be like, well, how did you know? Or how, like, you know, what, how did this come about or whatever? And it was just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't put the hard, you know, constructs of force to like do things like that. Like I, I surrender and I just live and then I'm like, oh, cool. This is where we're going today. All right. Sounds fun to me. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> Let's roll. Like, yeah. yeah. But it, you know, and that, I think that sometimes gets, you know, like our humanistic tendencies of wanting to dive in and control, you know, the things that are happening or the events that we're involved in or diving into, you know, what's going on. And sometimes we just have to surrender and just be like, you know what, if I'm supposed to be there, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. If there's a situation that I'm supposed to be into or an event I'm supposed to be at or people I'm supposed to be spending my time with. It's going to happen as it's supposed to happen. And I don't have to like, you know, wrangle the laundry, you know, <laughs> jump ahead and do the laundry ahead of time. Just allow myself to just focus on folding the pile. Yeah. And just and as, as it comes up. Yeah. As it's needed. Yeah. Or you could be like me and just leave the laundry on your bed and pull it out one piece at a time. You're like, I just can't. <laughs> like, you just irritated me on so many levels. Just yeah. like, and it wasn't even a trigger. It was just a mindful irritation. You're like, I'm like, how can anybody do, you, do that? I'm like, do you know what my fucking house would look like if I had the two dogs, the mom, the two children, and us, like, and me and my husband trying to do and that? a pile of laundry. <laughs> have a hoarder house you'd have a hoarder house <laughs> i'd have a hoarder house and it would be like Chaos. and it's not like my husband doesn't come home with random shit on anyway because he collects <laughs> random crap he, he's the guy that finds <laughs> random throwaway stuff that could be treasure like you know you know, like someone else's trash is another person's treasure that is my husband like he find. oh look I don't even know who this belongs to, but it's going to come home. But like, you know, it, but I have to be good about it because there will be times that I have bought something in the past and then Rudy's looks at me and he's like, well, what are you going to even use that for? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, know yet. I don't know yet, but I have it. And so I'll put it away. And then, you know, <laughs> 10 years later, all of a sudden I'm like, I have that. Yeah. It's here. This is for you. And then I give it to somebody else. Like it doesn't, it served its purpose. And so I have to do, I've been doing that for them. I've been, before I used to kind of like, you know, control it or put it somewhere else or whatever. And now I finally just like, you know what? Surrendering to the whole process. If he comes home with random crap, there's a reason, there's a purpose. I don't know what it is. And I'm just going to make sure. It has a place. It has a place for whenever that is that it is. And, And some of the stuff he comes home with is great. It's freaking cool. And then some stuff I'm like, really? More pens. <laughs> what is this? And why do we need it? Oh my God. Why would we ever need it? Yeah. But no, no, that's cool. No, I, I know. But yeah. it's in some of it's like some of it's stuff that like it doesn't fit for our house here, but it would fit at our next adventure or our next thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, and I've done that where I've kept a piece of furniture that my aunt gave me because I love it. 
I don't have a place for it. Yeah. But I know it's going to go somewhere in the future and I'll get used and it'll make me happy. Yeah. Well, I have a room that's just full of stuff for that exact reason of like, you know. Yeah. There's not a space for it in my living room, but I do want it. I don't want it to go away, but I just don't have a place for it. Right. And you will. So I have a room. (laughs) You don't have extra rooms. You can just have a room for stuff. (laughs) What was the room for? What was the room in Harry Potter where like all things lost went or all lost things or whatever? What was the name of it? And they had to go. That was the place where he went to go get the crown. And it was like you couldn't find it because the room always changed places. Uh I need a space like that. Yes. Me too. Like it's seen only when needs to be seen. And I would throw all kinds of stuff in there. Oh my God. That would be amazing. Better yet, I mean, I would just empty my whole house in there except for the stuff that I use on a daily basis <laughs> because then I'd, it would be much easier for me to be like, I need this and open the door because and it would just be there. That would be amazing. That would be amazing because half the reason stuff just kind of lays out in piles around my house is so that I can find it because I know what pile it's in, but if I put it away, it will never be seen yeah. again. <laughs> well, and you know what I've noticed? I used to, you know... It's like my house is not that much of a disaster, but... <laughs> well, and so, and I've noticed because, you know, like part of, you know, like with OCD tendencies and being hyper-organized and like whatever, those are, you know, those are systems of control that you're buying into of falsehoods of what you think you can, that you have control over. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, I've done a lot of work where I've noticed, you know... I'm not like that anymore. I don't have issue. Okay, like, yeah, I can see the laundry basket that's driving me crazy. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I don't really – it's not important. It doesn't matter. And I've noticed that because I've done that healing within myself and surrendering control and staying in the moment, my daughter is now also a lot better about that because she used to be hyper-organized and have to deep clean or have to – jump in and do something and get into the perfectionistic characteristics that don't help and actually if anything it distracts us from like the true meaning of and it's it's like we're buying into this system or this construct of doing and it actually guess what you had no fucking control anyway like it's well, a, and I, I think it's that, a manipulation yeah i I mean, I grew up with one parent that would be super organized and my brother was super organized. I, and and then my dad was much more like me and I think we're both ADHD in the fact that, you know, we have our piles and we know what's in those piles, mm-hmm. right? You know, right. it's like my desk always looks piled up because there's like 14 piles, but I know what's in each of them. Right. I just have to, you know, but if anybody moves anything, like even a pen or a piece of paper, I'm like... Well, I can't find anything. <laughs> so it's a good thing I live alone. <laughs> and well, but at the same thing, here's, here's so what's hilarious. She'll find it all for you anyway. <laughs> no, she would. But, you know, the, I think the funniest thing about, you know, the laundry pile thing is that, you know, like I said, my mom is very organized and she's always been very organized and she used to give me such a hard time about my room, which I get tickled at the, you know, the, the, big surge of like ADHD posts mm-hmm. on social media right now but um at the same time it's just kind of like there came a point in life where my dad had passed away my mom was living alone and she has a relatively large house and no one was over you know or whatever it is and she just got plum tickled that she left the pile of laundry on the side of the bed that she wasn't sleeping on and she was like hmm, there you go <laughs> 
It was actually really cute. And so it just, it gave her more freedom. It was a huge victory. It was like, it just gave her all this freedom that she didn't have to be on top of everything all the time. I love that. And so it's like, okay, I, I get it. Like when you have, how many ever people you have in your house? Five. Um, (laughs) that, you know, if everybody, if everybody left all their stuff out, that it would be a disaster area. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, don't obsess over, don't obsess over it because in the end it's like, there's a sense of freedom of being like today, this is what I can do. This is what I can accomplish. And that's my capability. And tomorrow, maybe I'll get it done. Maybe I won't. And it's okay. Right. But it's not going to hurt anybody. Yep. And that is how you're going to embrace your experience on Embracing the Wild.